Horseshoe crabs are in danger because everybody wants their blood. And the Berlin Metro offers passenger tickets that are edible. A five-year-old was caught driving a car in Ontario to buy his sister a Christmas present. These are the weird stories for Monday. They're lovely. They're lovely and weird. They're from around the world. This is Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet. I'm ready to go. Are you guys? It's Monday. Come on. Horseshoe crabs are in danger because everybody wants their blood. They want the blood of horseshoe crabs. I had no idea that horseshoe crabs were useful in this way. I thought you might eat them. Do you eat them? Nah, doesn't sound like a seafood dish I've ever come across. Fried horseshoe crab, is this a thing? Up in New England, where I'm from, we fry a lot of our seafood. We love it. Fried clams, I'm a huge fan of. We do it up there. If you've never been to New England, you should at least go for the fried clams. Fried clams are the shoot. Now, the article says demand for horseshoe crab blood for vaccines and drug testing has contributed to horseshoe crab population declines. And conservationists fear that horseshoe crabs will be pushed to the brink of extinction because of the value of their blood to the pharmaceutical industry. I had no idea they were so valuable to that industry. Um, By the way, did you know they're 450 million years old, horseshoe crabs? How is that... How are they that old? That's amazing. They have to be like one of the oldest living organisms that's still, you know, sort of flourishing on our planet currently, I'd imagine. They look pretty old. They look pretty dinosauric. Is that a word? Did I just make that up? Dinosauric? Yeah, I think I just did. Feel free to use that word. It's yours for free. Apparently, horseshoe crab blood provides a natural source of something called limulus amabicite nicite nicite blamulus blamada bing dong dang ba dang do. <laughs> I can't say it. Uh, it's um, L-A-L is the acronym, L-A-L. It has a lot of L-A-L in it, which maybe you already knew that because you're smarter than me. This is used apparently to test vaccines, drugs, and medical devices to make sure that they aren't contaminated with dangerous bacterial toxins called endotoxins. With hundreds of thousands of horseshoe crabs captured and bled for their milky blue blood each year, conservation groups are now stepping up their advocacy efforts and taking some legal action to help save the horseshoe crab populations and other species species that rely on horseshoe crabs. Fortunately, there's an alternative already to the horseshoe crab blood. Looks like they made something in a lab, perhaps? In the late 90s, biologists at the University of Singapore created a synthetic version of the LAL called recombinant factor C, RFC. And studies show that this is just as effective as horseshoe crab-derived LAL from their blue blood. It's currently commercially available, so what are we worrying about? Just use that. Stop killing the horseshoe crabs. Why would you do that? I mean, we should just be friends with the horseshoe crabs and all of Earth's creatures, shouldn't we? (laughs) Uh, Horseshoe crabs are, by the way, quite scary. You ever come across one on the beach? You're like, whoa, what the hell is that? An alien just landed? Mm. And if you step on one, no bueno. They got those sharp spikes on the back of the shell. But then you pick them up, you flip them over, and you know you kind of can handle them a little bit and see that they're pretty docile, actually. Um, I remember playing with them as children. I thought they were very fascinating. Meanwhile, though, they are using the blood, and it's quite expensive. Did you know that a quart of this LAL sells for $15,000? That's crazy. As a result, businesses of bleeding horseshoe crabs is is thriving very much. Biomedical companies capture some half a million horseshoe crabs a year. 
Um, and there are few laws and regulations in place to actually protect or limit the taking of these horseshoe crabs, and that's very unfortunate. And although the horseshoe crabs are eventually returned to the sea, conservation groups estimate that up to 30% of them actually die in this bleeding process. So they, I guess they take them, they bleed them, then they let them go. But throughout that process, some of them just don't make it. Um, Due to the pressure from the biomedical industry along with habitat loss and the harvest of horseshoe crabs by commercial fishermen to use as bait, populations of horseshoe crabs both in the U.S. and worldwide have plummeted in recent decades. I haven't heard about this horseshoe crab situation at all. What are you doing, PETA? Step up your game. PETA doesn't do shit in this world. They're too busy like making sure you don't have the bars on the animal crackers box, like the animals aren't in the bars. Do you remember that story that I covered? Yeah. What about the horseshoe crabs, PETA? Get on it. What are you doing? It says here in the Delaware Bay alone, which is home to the largest population in the U.S., horseshoe crab numbers have declined from one and a quarter million in 1990 to less than 300,000 in 2002. These are pretty old stats, though. Can we get an update on this? Anybody? Can I get an update? We got a quote here from someone named Larry Niles, who's a wildlife biologist and an expert on environmental issues for the Delaware Bay. And uh, he's quoted as saying, this is a $500 billion industry for horseshoe crab blood. So they're, they're quite worthy. And they're actually one of the most valuable marine species on the East Coast. Well, hopefully some pressure will be put on people to not have to use these horseshoe crabs. We'll go to the synthetic form of whatever the hell that was that I said earlier. I mean, yeah, yeah I'm doing the best I can here. At least you learned something. It's the sound of science. Berlin is offering passenger tickets for their metro made out of hemp, and they're edible. This is fascinating. Berlin's public transportation company, also known as the BVG, has come up with a way for passengers in the German capital to unwind from the stress of Christmas and the stress of this global pandemic, which does not seem to go away. Yes, we need stress-free options. So BVG is offering customers the chance to buy day tickets impregnated with hemp oil. I've never heard of a ticket being impregnated. That's very colorful language here. I like what you did. Impregnated with hemp oil, which it promises to have a very calming effect when you eat it. So (laughs) when you eat the ticket, you're going to eat paper or cardboard? Uh, I need to find out more information. I mean, I'm down with licking your ticket (laughs) to feel good, but I don't know if I'm going to actually ingest it completely. Can you eat hemp? Is this Uh, more info? The tickets cost about 10 USD, and they're made from edible paper, and they're sprinkled with, quote, no more than three drops of hemp oil. Yeah, for the kids, so they don't OD. (laughs) What if I want more hemp oil? Just eat a bunch of tickets, I guess. Uh, BVG says the oil was obtained from the seed of the cannabis plant. Yeah, of course it was. It's a hemp oil, right? Unlike the flowers, this contains none of the intoxicating substances such as THC. Well, what the heck, BVG? How am I supposed to feel this calming effect if I don't have THC in my oil that's on my my riding ticket? <laughs> Come on now. Well, I suppose you could just take your ticket, you could give it a few licks, and then roll a joint with it, and now you're getting all the effects from the hemp oil and the THC all in one. Now now we're talking calming. Now we're talking, I'm in a state of mind where I can deal with a damn pandemic. Now we're talking, especially going on a train, a crowded subway during the pandemic. I'm going to need to lick all the hemp oil and smoke all the THC I can to get on these trains. 
Oh, man, thankfully, I don't live in New York City anymore for this reason. I don't know if I could handle the MTA right about now. It's like just, oh, man, can you imagine the stress and anxiety? It says here, as a result, the operators of the BVG say the oil on the tickets, which are valid for only 24 hours, are completely harmless to health and completely legal. Here's a quote from the company. Yes, this way you can travel hassle-free around Berlin all day long and then simply swallow swallow your Christmas stress along with the ticket. Swallow it. Swallow the ticket. You swallow the ticket. <laughs> Sorry. The BVG says the promotion was not a matter of it taking a public stance in the debate about the legalization of cannabis. Germany's new coalition government, sworn in last week, has actually agreed to legalize the recreational use of cannabis. Yay! Way to go, Germany! Well, I had heard they were pretty laid back with this. In fact, someone told me you could own like three, three to six plants for personal use if you lived in Germany. I don't know if that's true or not. Here's a quote from the company. We are against any kind of drug use. Let us be clear. Whether illegal or legal. <laughs> However, we are more for more open approaches to completely harmless substances. Hemp oil is in principle just as harmless as sunflower, pumpkin seed, or even the olive oil. Oh yes, the olive oil. <laughs> BVG has become known for some of its quirky marketing ploys. Hundreds of people braved long early queues in 2018 when BVG launched a limited edition pair of Adidas sneakers that could also be used as an annual metro ticket. <laughs> Use your sneakers as a ticket. Just uh, shove your foot through the machine. Beep. <laughs> How many people just pulled a calf muscle trying to get on the train? <laughs> I like what you're doing, BVG, though. This shows a good sense of humor. I like companies that have a sense of humor. Can, they don't have to take themselves so seriously. I really support that sort of stuff. So I think this is a fabulous idea. And um, we should do something like that in the States. Because if you're taking public transportation right now in the world of COVID, it's extremely stressful. I want to be able to lick my ticket and get high while I'm riding. Hey, what's up, weirdos? I know you love weird podcasts. And I know you guys love crazy stories. And that's why I want to tell you about this show called What Was That Like? You're going to love this. Every episode is a wild, true story, and it's told firsthand by the person who went through it. Stories like Whitney was shot 12 times, or Sue crashed her skydive, or like this one, Robert got in an actual gunfight with Somali pirates. But they're in my shadow, and it's pitch black in that shadow. I'm kind of squinting, trying to see what's going on. Hopefully they're not doing anything crazy, and I see them spray the flight deck. These stories are so weird and so crazy and so true. You're going to love this podcast. Just search for What Was That Like on any podcast app or go to the website whatwasthatlike.com. A five-year-old child was caught driving a car very far in order to buy a present for his sister. This is a lovely, sweet story about Christmas, family love, and maybe the breaking of some laws. This story is out of Canada. A five-year-old boy in central Frontenac. Did I say that correctly? Frontenac? Sounds like a kind of cigar. I'll be smoking a Frontenac. <laughs> this area is north of Kingston, Ontario. The five-year-old boy just wanted to get a new toy for his sister. He loves his sister. The problem was, in order to get his sister this Christmas present, he couldn't just wait for Santa to deliver it down the chimney. And he's like, no, I'm taking matters into my own hands. And took the family car to do it. Oh, yeah. Clearly, he hasn't heard of Amazon. This shows courage, though, and I like that very much. 
The Ontario police say they received a phone call about a suspicious vehicle at 7 a.m. on Monday from a neighbor. The vehicle had come to rest in a hayfield. <laughs> he just pulled over into a hayfield. Well, I'll tell you right now, I, I can't say I blame him. That 7 a.m. Monday morning rush hour can be very stressful. And I sometimes want to just pull off the road and park in a hayfield, just gather my thoughts, maybe lick a hemp ticket just <laughs> to deal with the stress of the Monday morning commute. <laughs> he picked the wrong time <laughs> to be, you know, to have his first flight, I would say. <laughs> so when the police arrive in the hayfield, <laughs> the hayfield, they found the very young driver who said that he just wanted to get to the store and buy a pink toy tractor for his little sister. I also just love the choice of gift, a pink toy tractor. First of all, I don't even know they made pink tractors. I don't even know they made toy tractors anymore. I thought the kids were all about the digital age and no one's playing with real toys. I don't have kids though, so I don't know. If you, you remember Tonka trucks, anybody? You just give a kid a Tonka truck and they're all day long playing with the truck. I had matchbox cars. Anyone remember these? Anyone play with these? Do kids even know what they are anymore? I'm just like, I just, I just love the fact that he wanted an actual toy tractor. He just left the house to get it. Just love it. The child wasn't hurt, thankfully. Despite crashing into a field, you know, I mean, you could have been, he could have been just killed by a moose. This is Canada. You don't know what's going to happen. Some uh, wildlife that's all hopped up on the Molson could just pounce on him. He wasn't hurt. The car sustained only minor damage and the parents are, are not facing any charges. I don't know why they would. I mean, it's not like they put him in the car and was like, here's the keys, boy. Go get that toy. Because <laughs> like, we're not getting it. <laughs> the kid stole the car, obviously. I mean, unless the parents left the keys in the car, although, I don't know, up in Canada, that might be possible because you guys leave your doors unlocked, right? You probably leave your car keys in there, too, right in the ignition. <laughs> like, you guys just don't care up there. You're just so trustworthy. I don't know what's wrong with you. Man, could never act that way down here in the, in the States. Now, it doesn't say here if the child ever got the toy for his sister, but, you know, it is the thought that counts. This is like a lovely brother that she has here. And she should be very happy with this. And the parents actually should be very proud. Uh, keep an eye on him, though. And the police want you to know that you should be aware of kids' whereabouts and to ensure that the car keys are kept out of the reach of children if you did not know that, even if you're in Canada. So uh, maybe write that down. And uh, happy holidays, everybody. Yay! Hey, what's up, weirdos? How are you? I hope you had a nice weekend and that uh, you enjoyed those Florida Friday stories. Big shout out to everybody who sent me links to Florida stories. I appreciate that. It's always helpful to get those at the end of the week, so it makes my job easier. And um, big shout out to my uh, sponsor for this week. It's uh, What Was That Like, the podcast. I hope you enjoyed that little commercial I created in there. We actually created it together, put a lot of thought into that. It's a, it's a podcast I thought you guys might find fascinating, so check that out if you get a chance by searching on any of your podcast players for what was that like. Um, what else? Yeah, you hear that, all that noise, by the way? It's, uh, it's roofing that's being done right over my apartment because it rained over the weekend and it leaked into my room, and so I got, I got problems up there. So <laughs> they're re redoing the roof. Like, yeah, we're coming on Monday. We're going to be doing, I'm like, what hours are you going to making, be making the most noise? Because I record a podcast in a closet. They're like, we don't care about you and your podcast, sir. I'm like, touche. Touche. Well, listen to that. Do you guys remember the days when I was in my old apartment, downtown LA, the helicopters passing by, and I would scream, <laughs> I'd scream out the window. <laughs> Those were the days. This kind of reminds me of that. I made an attempt while recording to not let any dead air or dead space 
uh, so that you didn't hear the noise. I think I did a pretty good job of that. But now it's the outro, and I'm like, screw it. You're going to hear it. No, oh, that's loud. <laughs> this is the, these are the detriments of recording at home, right? Well, guys, join the Patreon, and I'll be able to afford a studio where I, wouldn't, I won't have to do this at home anymore. How about that? <laughs> if I could just make enough money to get out of the closet. Um, what else did I want to say? Uh, yeah, you can join the Patreon if you'd like to. Um, jeez, man, really? Really, bro? I never realized there was so much hammering involved in roofing, but I guess, uh, what do I know about roofing? <laughs> uh, stepdad was a plumber. I know a little bit about plumbing. Don't know anything about roofing. So if you guys want to join the Patreon, by the way, go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews, and you can support the show that way. Or go to weirdafnews.com and click on the Patreon link. Um, or you can uh, buy Jonesy a cup of coffee for uh, Christmas by clicking on the Buy Jonesy a Coffee, which is pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool anyways. Well, uh, shout-outs are in order for, to uh, uh, Jim from Cleveland, Maria from Florida, who sent me a Dunkin' Donuts gift card over the weekend. Fabulous! One of the best gifts I've got. Dunkin' Donuts gift card. Are you crazy? I'm a Bostonian. Dunkin's is my... That's my jam right there. The problem is... <laughs> the problem is all that noise. The problem is uh, there's not a lot of Dunkins out here in Los Angeles. I got to really go search for them. There is uh, one in Burbank, I believe. So I'll have to drive over to Burbank. Is there one in Atwater Village? I believe there's one in Atwater Village. Uh, I think that's the closest. I know there's one in downtown. I used to live in downtown. I mean, it's probably like seven of them. I can get to them. Anyways, super gift. I just appreciate that so much. Jim. And Maria, sweet, sweet people. Big OG fans of the show. And um, they sent me a nice little Christmas card as well. Oh, a Christmas card. Isn't that lovely? Anyways, thanks again, guys. I appreciate y'all. Thanks for bearing with me through the noise today. I hope it wasn't too distracting. And tomorrow it'll be quiet as a, quiet as a, whatever's quiet in the world. I don't know, a, uh, a lake in Maine. It's pretty quiet. 